Welcome, friends, to the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour with your hosts, Sig Bisley and Colt Mauser. Before we get started, please be sure to like this video and subscribe for more content just like this. Now, let the animation appreciation commence. Pretty slow on the anime front this week. Yeah, it's that, it's that kind of in-between season lull. Not a lot of news. Like, I don't know. No news is good news? Isn't that what they said? In a lot of cases, it is. <laughs> Lately, kind of. You're not wrong. Anyway, so what we got today? We're going to finish up our Get Into Gundam. UC. UC style. Yep. Um, we're going to do a little chat about... Continuity and franchise handling. Yeah. America versus Japan. base Japan... How they handle franchises, a little continuity. Gundam, Gundam versus Star Wars, James Bond versus Lupin, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then, speaking of Lupin, good segue, right? That's right. We're going to get down on uh, probably the arguably the best Lupin movie. Inarguably my, the best Lupin movie. And my favorite, my favorite Miyazaki movie. <laughs> my favorite Miyazaki movie as well. Although not my favorite Studio Ghibli movie because it is not a Studio Ghibli movie. True. The Castle of Cagliostro. Hell yeah. Before we do any of that, you know what time it is. Fucking time news. Time for the news. What little of it there is, we will talk about it. Um, so first thing, a little bit of good news. It's not something I'm really interested in, but I'm a sucker for like cool reprints and collections of things. I do. Bit manga. I mean, I still kind of wish I had bought the giant collection of... Legend of the Galactic Heroes, even if I would have never like gotten around to watching all of it. It was like a hundred. It was just so cool. I'm really hoping they do a, a not limited re-release, so at least I can pretend to get it. Although I could just watch it on high dive. Whatever. I digress. Sometimes it's nice to just own a big box of something. Well, especially when streaming services are so unreliable with the things that they have on there. Yeah, it is random. Uh, so they're doing a reprint of the Area of the Masterpiece. Nice. Specials Collector's Edition manga here. Um, right Stuff and Tokyo Pop teaming up. Um, yeah, it's going to happen uh, again. Not a series. A man guy really particularly cared about. Not, not that I just don't know anything about it. I, I just caught my eye. Cause I love, I love when Big a small group of, of people can bring back something that they enjoy and get a cool collector's edition or just a reprint or whatever. Like right stuff is the shit for that. They're they really actually, are. um, they're crowdfunding a redub and a re-release on Blu-ray of fucking, um, Hey, Hey, why get Why you gotta get ahead of the news? Oh, that was in there. Sorry. Why, why you gotta get ahead of the news? Sorry, like I, that? I, I know exactly what you're gonna say, and if I don't say it, then you could say it later. Whatever. Because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's right here. I know exactly what you're gonna say. I'm extra excited about it because that's like one of my favorite old timey franchises. But we'll, we'll transition right to it. So, Aria, if you're into it, you know, go check it out. Go support it. It's awesome that it's coming back just for people to like it. And I just again, I. I love companies that do this. Like you said, right stuff is so good for that. Like they've been, well, they just crowdfund stuff. That's awesome. And they just life. You're into it. Throw your money at it. Bam. Since when could you buy all the Gundam in one place? Like all the Gundam right stuff has it. Like including that hype ass collector's edition of G Gundam. I always spend my money there instead of Amazon and shit, just because I like the way they conduct their sales. as much as I can. Only when it's I literally cannot get it there. Fifth of the North Star, like all that shit. They brought all that stuff. Over and oh over the, yeah, and well and they and they team with people too because some of the stuff is like uh, discotheque or yeah. some other stuff, but no, it's awesome. And then 
Viz, yeah, Viz too. Viz is good. I was just looking at Fist of the North Star over here, the manga. Yep. Um, I appreciate that. That I never thought I'd get either, which is awesome. I know. I know. You young kids in your JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you what. I'll show you. Anyway, we will transition now to what you were about to say. No, I want to be mad about JoJo's more. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Dirty Pair. Yes. As you were going to say. Fucking Dirty Pair. So write stuff for Nozomi. Uh, so teaming. Good. Doing a Kickstarter for so good. an English dub for Dirty Pair. I-, I personally don't care about an English dub for Dirty Pair, but I do care about getting awesome Blu-rays of Dirty Pair. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> right? So I will... Um, I don't know if I would even... I don't remember that dub even being bad. I haven't checked live to see if it's I've watched it. funded, but it's got to be by now. I've it was so close. I've watched it both. Yeah, I'm definitely going to pick it up because it's my jam. Yeah. I'm... Obviously, check it out. I actually think I like all the old voice actors better. Like, modern dubs, I just... I so, Retro Crush and Crunchyroll both have... Um, they're both streaming it, so if you want to check it out, you could check it out a little bit if you're into it. Oh, check out Dirty Pair. Uh, awesome. I like Dirty Pair. It's, it's, cool. it's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like the height of 80s. But you could check it out, and then if you like shit. it, hey, you know, back this. Oh, and, and... And don't forget where their first appearance was. Don't you forget. Crush. Yeah, man, Crusher Crush Joe. Joe, another super classic that we haven't talked about yet, so we got to throw that on the list. Wasn't Crusher Joe a spinoff of from? Um... Oh shit, what was it? Because Crusher Joe was a spinoff of something else. Was it Dirty Pair is a spinoff of Crusher Joe? I don't know if. Crusher or was Crusher Joe a spinoff of Dirty Pair? Dirty Pair is a spinoff of Crusher Joe. Really? Yeah. I didn't think Crusher Joe came out first. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I saw it second. Yes. Oh, yeah, because Crusher Joe, we didn't get to way later. Dirty Pair was way more popular than Crusher Joe. But Crusher yeah. Joe is 83. Huh. Interesting. Huh? I learned something today. So it's, hey, I'm interested in this. Like I said, good Blu-rays for this. I am I'm into. So go check it out. Check out Dirty Pair in general. Maybe we'll talk about it someday. Certainly talk about Crusher Joe at it's some point. It's a hidden gem. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. It's, you know, that girl power, except, you know, not the cringe kind. Yeah, because I don't know. All they do is fuck shit up. That's why they're called yeah, pretty dirty much. Pa- That's why they're called blow, the dirty pair. blow up entire planets. Uh, yeah, oops. they just they make they kind of operate like an inquisitor in forty k. Like, eh, so it's four billion lives. Don't worry about it. Whatever, not a big deal. It's uh, all for the sake of comedy. All right, moving on. So, uh, yeah, here's a heartwarming story about how you know, unlike the garbage you're getting over here, that won't expire you to do anything except uh, self delete. Um, <laughs> delete, delete in Japan. You got the uh, fire force inspiring kids to like save people from burning buildings. Pee on fires. So the 18 year old Japanese kid is going to get uh, honored by the Kagoshima City Central Fire Department for, um, you know, saving a kid from a burning building. Pretty epic. I mean, that's pretty good. Oh, no, it was a woman in her 70s. Sorry, it wasn't a kid. He was the kid. That's even harder. Like, yeah, either way, it's pretty cool. Who wants to hump an old lady down the stairs? Uh, they just, you know, he helped her put out the fire. Regardless, listen, it was probably like a tiny little grease fire and he helped her. But give the kids some credit. You remain calm and cool because of the fire force. <laughs> you probably thought of that super hot chick who's <laughs> a fire force. They should bring back. Like, uh, she would look down upon me. They should bring back PSAs, man. Right. That's like all Saturday morning cartoons were when we were kids. It's sorry, folks. I've never actually watched Fire Force, I will admit. Those PSAs. Yeah, I've got around to it either. I watched a lot of PSAs. There's not because much, I wanted to. There's too much stuff, man. 
I actually just started the last season of 86 just because the second season coming out and it looked good. I haven't so. caught up on Black Clover. I haven't caught up on Hero Academy. I'm fucking behind on everything. Black Clover has like 10 minute episodes. <laughs> Demon Slayer I'm at least caught up on. Yeah. Including Mugen Train. I know. Anyway. Having a job sucks. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh, theme park news. This is kind of cool. Yay. Uh, Universal Studios Japan is going to have a Pokemon project next year. Ooh. So, you know, if you want to get your Pikachu on, <laughs> that oh, means. Oh, I do. But they already have a Super Nintendo world going on. Now they're going to have Pokemon. I mean, it's cool. I mean, I don't know. I appreciate I that. Super Nintendo world. That sounds amazing. Right? Listen, kids are going to like this stuff a hell of a lot more than, I don't know, whatever garbage is going on here at Disney World. Oh, I don't know. It's such a disaster. Oh, Disney is nothing but a disaster. They... They just keep shooting themselves directly in the dick. Everything endlessly. Everything seems so good in 2012. I know. It was like it was up. It's a rocket to the moon. <laughs> it was a rocket to the moon. <laughs> Everything was coming up Millhouse. Hey man, shoot. shoot uh, what? Shoot for the moon. You'll if you miss, you'll end up among the stars and you know choking to death in the cold void of space. And yeah. they're choking to death in the cold void of space. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Not really a lot of news on what the hell it's going to look like, but pretty neat. I don't know. Some Pokemon World. I'm sure they'll do some cool stuff. Judging by the Nintendo stuff they've done already, they'll do some cool stuff. I'm surprised this, it doesn't so. exist already, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. It's Universal Japan will be on my list if I ever make it over to Japan just to check out Super Nintendo World if nothing else. I don't care. I'm an old man. I'll check it out. It's cool. Right. All right. So more kind of video game news. Because that last one was kind of video game related, right? Um, sure. So Smash Brothers finally revealed their final character. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I read for that. Smash Ultimate. And uh, a lot of people are super excited. Some people are like... Eh. Less than excited? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i not that excited because I never played these games. But uh, from Kingdom Hearts, Sora. So a lot of people real happy. Disney actually, you know, allowing them to use it. They probably charged them eight arms and five legs. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you got Sora. I don't know. Listen, I'm not a huge fiend for, uh, Smash Brothers. I like it. I like to play it. I'm not, uh, I like to waste an afternoon on it. Yeah. I'm not up there. Um, you know, doing tournaments or anything. I suck too much. Yeah. Yeah. I would lose terribly. But anyway, last character's finally out. Um, kind of sad. Kind of wish there could be more, but. I guess I got to start working on the next Smash so they can, you know. This one's not even really new either, so it has been a while since you've had a truly new Smash game. They've been dragging this one out forever. Listen, the Switch is the, hey, we know none of you bought a freaking Wii U, so here's all the Wii U ports so you can replay these games that you probably didn't play. Um, No offense if you do buy a Wii U out there. It just, you know, didn't sell a lot, and the Switch has sold a hell of a lot more, so they are smart as hell for cashing in on that and why was you not right yeah why not all right right stuff i talked about this ah so last bit of news um the tm network band uh has come back after six years away um they've done songs for uh sharks counterattack so you know that's cool um again it's another thing i don't know a lot about they're like jam project light uh yeah that's yeah they're not jam project but to me similar idea um you know the 
composed a bunch of songs. I don't know. I don't have much to say about them. I just saw that they were back and they did songs for Charles Connor Attack, and I'm like, that's cool. And it's a slow news week. I'm glad they're back. And that's how slow this goddamn news week is because I'm talking about Aria and TM Network. I got nothing, man. I got, I got a nothing. shovel out, and we are digging. Digging deep. Digging deep. Well, before I dig myself my own freaking grave, um, I think we should move on perhaps to some uh, Gundam discussion. Yeah, we should. All right, so when we last left off, if you remember, we plowed all the way through Gundam narrative. Yeah. Right? So we did... Yeah, because we got through... Double uh, Zeta, Char's Counterattack... Unicorn. Unicorn and Narrative, right? Yep. Um, And good God, watch Unicorn. It's awesome. But... Can't say it enough. I do love Unicorn. I liked it even better the second or third... I think it was the third time, but... The last time I watched it, I liked it even better than the times before. Uh, So, now let's talk about Hathaway first. So, Hathaway, the newest one, um, just came out on Netflix... What a couple months ago? A couple months ago, yeah. Yeah. Um excellent. I can't I have no complaints. I, I expected nothing and I was very, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was worried a little bit because the original story is shitty. Yeah, and the main character is Hathaway, shitty. who I hate. <laughs> you know, there's I a lot of shitty going on. Didn't there. really like him in Charles Connor attack. He killed Chan. He killed Chan. Yeah. Not the most popular guy after Not that. the most popular guy around. Well, he's probably just an assassin for Beltachica. <laughs> my secret theory. Um, That's a good one. Get my tinfoil hat on. My other theory is this. Well, I don't think it's much of a theory. I still think the the girl in this is uh, in Hathaway is Beltachica's kid. Beltachica and Amaro's kid. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I think it would ha- kind of have to be. We'll find out, I suppose. Um, She's an extra retard new type. So yeah, this is they're really starting to bridge the gap now. So this is oh, was it UC one hundred six, one hundred seven? It's in there, yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, it was a couple months ago. So I don't. It's not on the top of my brain, but it's one twelve. It's somewhere. It's in between. Watch it and find out. F ninety one, which is like one twenty one ish. Yeah. And after narrative, which is uh, UC, you know, double ninety seven, ninety eight. So. Hathaway's grown up. He was a teenager in Shark's Counterattack. He's now grown up. Um, and he's the leader of a terrorist organization? I guess you can call him a terrorist organization. They're like weird eco-fascist. Aspects. Yeah, they're kind of eco-fascist. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's but the they're... unending Gundam trope of like, uh, we got to remove all the people from the planet yeah, so, so we can heal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, so let's just murder all the people because that's how you get them off the planet. Yeah, pretty much. Listen, <laughs> Fucking Gund- dumb. Gundam villains aren't so smart. Um. So anyway, he's uh, the opening part is really cool. Where like the fake, so he's mafty. Yes. Um. And uh, oh yeah, the whole on the plane, the guy on the plane with the yeah. with the jack o' lantern mask. Yep. That was um. Was jack o' lantern mask? Was skull mask? It was jack o' lantern mask? Yeah. It was yeah. basically pretending to be him. pretending to be him, but he's on the plane too, so he knows it's not him. And the awesome the the colonel there. Yes. The other um, the Fetty. The most, so the Federation is back, basically, in charge. Character. You know, we've gotten past Neo Zeon and more Neo Zeon and sleeves from uh, Unicorn. Like, we're now in the kind of in-between period. And obviously, this has to get to some point where Crossbone Vanguard exists, where it's a Thank little more, God. you know, rich royalty kind of going on. Um, Sorry, we, we got to pause for a cat assault. Uh, <laughs> anyway... 
Yep, 15 minutes. He's already attacking my own. That's what he does. Uh, so, um, th- it's just a really cool scene. They, you know, they hijack this like space plane coming in, and you know, then they get blown the fuck out by Mafti and by and the, the guy, the guy that they were pretending to be, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then you get, uh, you get. I think you know. I don't want to get into too much. Like you know, there's a lot of debriefing and stuff from that. There's a lot of talking in it. You know, don't get me wrong. It's not solid action. Yeah. When it gets to the attack on the the city, and yes. they're like all the like Federation officials are in one place, and they're just like murdering them in their ho- by like blowing up their hotels and yes. killing them. Um, it's, it's just an, it's an audacious plan. It's a fantastic scene because you get to see a mobile suit battle from you know. Because Mafti fucking Hathaway is just running away. Yeah. And so you, you get, get to see, see it from ground, ground level. Yeah. And just how terrifying it is to be in the middle of a mobile suit battle in a city when you're at ground level. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, they, they've done that in other shows, but they they knocked it out of the park. That's some Godzilla one. shit. Like, it, oh, it's ridiculous. It's so that. good. Um, and it's so shiny. Love new animation. Very man. shiny. And, you know, they obviously the mechs are going to be digital, but much like with Origin, they, they did a good, good job. They look good. Mechs um, are better in digital. It's like people that's the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, as, as long as they're detailed enough, and it works. And the problem with digital is money. I mean, yep. you know, let's not let's not split hairs here. Like, good, expensive digital animation looks amazing. Yeah, you know? you're also correct. Which is why, like, every episode of Futurama was, like, a million dollars. Yeah. Back, back, like, you know, day. 20 years ago. Um, but anyway, Hathaway... It's super glitzy. Now it's a it's part one of a trilogy, so you don't get like a satisfying ending or anything. No, um, but I don't know. I wasn't expecting one. You got crazy looking Gundams in this. The yes. Penelope and the She. They're just super weird shit. They are really weird looking. They have Gundam heads, but other than that, they are fucking crazy. They're like half mobile armor looking. Like yeah, they're wild. Just and, and, uh, the other mobile suit designs are really cool too. I love the oh, the guys with like the oh, the ridiculous patrol mobile suit, and it had like yes. the. Yeah. It was weird. There's some cool stuff. Um, it, It's bridging the gap. It's hard to say too much about it. I'm just going to say watch it. It's a freaking movie. It's not going to take you that long to watch. It looks great. And, and it's the first of like three, so you got something to look first three. forward so you got, to. Exactly. You got two more to and look God forward to. God knows I need something to look forward to. I know. Tell me about it. Wah, 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 anyway, wah. we'll move on from Hathaway. We'll jump ahead and we'll very briefly touch on F91. And, and only because we've we've done a whole review of F91. Um, but F91... We'll put a link in the description. Is, yeah, 120... Oh, man, you're making work for me. Sorry to do it. So in uh, F91, it's it's many years later. Again, you have Seabook, which is going to be the new pilot. Um, he's in his colony. Just He's a student or whatever, and he's just... or he's I don't even know if he's a student. He's just working part-time. 100% standum, standard Gundam plot. Yep, and then the colony gets attacked, and... Um, the Crossbone Vanguard that some of the coolest fucking mobile suits ever yeah, come in and they just wreck argue. shop. And the the Fetties there are there. They're with like it's not even Unicorn era shit, man. They have like Char's counterattack era Jigans and stuff. It's they're like very a big. backwoods ass colony. Yeah, so they have old never stuff. Never get attacked for and, any and, reason. And Gundam like the mobile suits were getting bigger and bigger. Like the original Gundam was like 18, 18 and a half meters. Then by Char's counterattack, you're talking like 22, 23. So they get bigger, not like hugely bigger, but they get bigger. There are some that are enormous, but that's, you know, kind of the standard mobile suit size. And then in F-91, they shrink. They shrink. And the the smaller ones, you know, they're like 12 to 14 to 16, depending. They're supposed um, to be small and fast. They're smaller, they're, they're faster, at. and more powerful, right? So the whole idea is they're more advanced. Yeah. You know, I think Japan was on the, like, ooh, miniaturization kick, right? Like, everything's getting smaller. Mm. 
Um, so nice. come to find out, very they're, 90s of them. they're there to freaking kidnap away uh, Cecilia, who is actually um, Barrona. Yeah, the uh, the the heir to like uh, the Ronas who who run the Crossbone Vanguard, right? Yeah. So her uncle's there to get her. Or was it her father? It was her father. Yeah. Iron Mask was her father. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, they they go in the colony. They kidnap her. Freaking, they flee to another nearby colony because colonies usually in groups. There's more than one. Yeah. Um, freaking, uh, there's some brutal deaths here. Like kids getting smashed against walls, all sorts of horrible stuff. Um, Sea Book ends up, you know, going to the nearby colony with the kids. They end up on a training. Uh, like a white base, basically like a a Fetty training ship. Yep, which is um actually fairly advanced, and it's got the F ninety one on it, which is a new Gundam. It's pretty hype. That was made by Seabook's mom. Spoiler: Seabook's mom made it. Seabook's mom made it. Um, but yeah, it's still one of my favorite Gundam designs. I love the friggin' F ninety one. It's got those VSBRs. It's got the beam shield. Like it's just badass. It's a Ferrari, baby. It's exactly. It's a Ferrari of Gundams. Like it is cool as shit. Fast and sexy. Um, yeah, and eventually, <laughs> he and and Ces- Cecily, not Cecilia, Cecily. He and Cecily like hook back up together and and do business. Take out Iron Mask. Fuck uh, Iron Mask. Good stuff. Makes me want a whole series, which we said before. Um, makes me really want them to just animate Crossbone, please. Like, that would be great. I can't say it enough. Because Crossbone is like, hey, what about, what if it was like, you know, 15 years later and they were, they had awesome pirate mechs? Like, (laughs) yeah, that sounds awesome to me. Yeah, I can't argue. The Uh, manga's good. I don't know if you can buy it, but it's around. Yeah, I don't, I'm not over here anyway. I'm sure you can get a Japanese copy. Yeah, I do. I don't think it was ever actually translated, but, well, I mean, it was fan translated. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've read the fan translation then, so. Anyway, F91, cool. I won't say any more. We'll go watch our other episode if you want to talk more about it. But now we're bridging gaps, right? So now we're going to jump ahead again. And we're going to jump all the way to, you see, what, 152, 153, 151. Uh, it's Victory Gundam. Oh, Lord. So it's it's a long-form Gundam series. It's I, I would say it's the last true UC long-form series. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about G-Reco and we'll talk about Turn A, which are technically UC, but not. They're not really UC, so we'll... They're like 8 billion years in the future. Yeah, they're all... You're talking about thousand-year time skips, yeah, not it has, like... It has not, nothing to Not do 20, 30, 40-year time skips, you know? So, Victory Gundam. Oh, boy, Victory Gundam. I, I held out so long. You did. You did. I finally I just, did you watch it. I wanted it. nothing to do with it. And then finally... It's not, it's not bad. It's not great. It's not bad. It's very inconsistent. Much like it's got a lot of similar problems to Double, Double Zeta, Zeta yeah. you know, where it's very inconsistent at times. The tone can vary wildly. It's not as silly as Double Zeta, and it's way darker than Double Zeta at it times. It really is, because, I mean, there's, like, nothing left of Earth. And the Yeah, the main, yeah. so this is where you really start to feel like, good God, there's nobody left to fight these fucking wars. Yeah, it's not. There's, like, there's, it's like this half-ass. Like, Earth has kind of regressed to, like, like, where's a city? Like, there are all these small freaking towns. Yeah, like villages and, and shit. And villages and shit, right? It looks... I mean, there's towns that approach cities, but not like a city city. Yeah, I mean, there could I mean? be cities. Don't get me wrong. It's just you don't see them. And they, you, the assumption is they've been decimated. The population's been decimated. Yeah, it's like nothing. Um, and, you know, the main pilot is Uso, who's, what, 12? 12, 12 or 13? Yeah, yeah, I think he's like 12. Very young. The youngest Gundam pilot 
to that point. Um, I don't. I think there's been younger ones since then in in other series, but I think he's still the youngest UC pilot. Yeah, probably. Um, well, apart from someone like Katz or somebody who was a side yeah. pilot, but main gun pilot. Um, you know, and they he ends up hooking up with the League Militaire, yeah. which is kind of like the AU, right? They're the yeah. There's no Earth Federation really anymore. Like they kind of exist. But they don't they exist in name, but yeah, they they're not really a thing. The League Militaire has all the power. Well, all the power of guerrilla warfare. <laughs> yeah, basically. All the actual power is the uh, uh not the Motorrad fleet, because that's who comes down. The Zanscare Empire. Fucking Zanscare. Fucking Zanscare. So ridiculous name. The mobile suit designs are crazy. It's like they're very dis- uh they're very dumb by. Yeah, I was gonna say that. They're it's very like, buggy dumb by. There's crazy bug eyes and just they're actually I kinda like them. <laughs> I do too. I think they're they're really cool, but they're very like if you watched original Gundam and then you watch that, you'd be like, What the fuck is this? What happened? Especially if you watch like Zeta and then watch but that. But then if like, you watch Dunbar the and then watch that, that's exactly Yeah, they're like, Oh, now I get it. Now I understand. Um the victory itself is a cool design, and I like the victory too. And the victory to assault buster, which is in like one episode, is fucking amazing because it's just ridiculous. Yes, giant shields and giant cannons all over the place. Giant everything. Um, uh, the other thing is it's weird because the Gundams are very mass produced. Yeah. Uh, and no one, no one abuses mass produced Gundams more than <laughs> Uso. He's just like launch more legs for me because it's in three parts. It's legs, legs. Um, a torso with the arms and then like the the core fighter which is the head and yeah. the, the other part of the torso right and they all conform and together. they have tons of extras of each yeah tons of which extras which is bizarre for a Gundam show, so it's but. just like launch more legs and he'll literally just toss legs like have them shoot legs at freaking enemy mobile suits beat them with arms I don't know how they have these kind of resources they do yell at him a couple of times like dude you can't just keep wasting these what's wrong with you there's some weird way of making they don't they have the, like that machine that just makes Gundam parts yeah they definitely you know they allude to that there's definitely some like you know automated manufacturing going on yeah there was on. definitely an episode where they were like ah this machine just makes fucking Gundam parts like oh, yeah. whatever dude it, you know you have to forgive us it's been a little while and it's a it's a long series um, it has one of the people I think I hate in all of Gundam the most, Katagina the fucking worst. At she least is she, the worst, yeah. At least, to quote the Joker, you get what you fucking deserve. She yeah. gets what she fucking deserves. Yeah, it was satisfying. Um, That's all I'll say. She had a satisfying end. Satisfying. Um, I don't want to pour one out because I don't want to waste alcohol, but pour one out for the Shrike team. It just gets <laughs> eviscerated every five seconds. Like, don't get attached to the Shrike team. Like, just don't. Yeah. They'll get new members. They'll every. They'll just all die. Just don't worry about it. They're just there to die. Oh, also that one, one of my favorite scenes, one of the pilots who's the biggest dick who, like, one of the Shrike team is holding up. There's, like, a, a catapult to get you up into space. Yeah, they're, like, Not, like, a catapult, catapults. like, medieval, like, a, you know, it's, like, no, a, it's giant just like ramp. a giant ramp. Yeah. Yeah, with a rocket accelerator. And, like, part of it's falling down, so one of the Shrike team gets in their mobile suit and, like, you know, holds it up, and as they're holding it up, one of the enemy pilots comes over. He's like, "Well, I could kill you, and you could still hold that up for me." And just like beam sabers the cockpit, like so brutal, such an asshole, so amazing. Um, Zanscare has some amazing dicks. Now, I-, I think the one part about so there's two things that are very weird to me about um, Victory. One is the Zanscare plot's kind of crazy. It's basically like turn the Earth into drooling retards. Yeah, I, I still don't get it. It's very strange, right? There's, they're utilizing new types to... And they have mechs to turn... Lots of new types. And they have mechs that turn to giant wheels, and they're going to roll parts of the Earth for That's it. the other part. The the mechs that, like, 
or it's not even mechs. Well, they do have the mechs with the wheels that go around. Those are actually kind of cool. But the they have giant ships that have wheels on the side that they will just roll. And they decide to roll over Mexico first for some reason because fuck Mexico. Poor Mexico. I don't know why, but that's what they decide. Just picture it in your head. A giant ship yep. with big, stupid, spiky wheels on the side, and they just like roll land flat. For some reason. For some reason. This is how they're going to cleanse the earth. They're fucking maniacs. Like, they are the most... Mental illness. I, I will say, like, it's the most 70s it's very super st- robot it's very villain that Gundam has robot, got. Yeah. The, well, in again, outside of the alternate Gundam universes. Like, in the UC, this is the most, like, you know, old-timey super robot villain you're going to get. Tamino just can't fucking help it. He just slides back into his old super robot. He does. He does. It's also relentlessly depressing at times. Like, Uso's mom, man, that is brutal. Super brutal. That is brutal. And it's a repeat. It's a half repeat from fucking uh, um, Ideon. Yes, definitely. Right? So, yeah. And why they're always, like, 20-year-old chicks creeping on Uso. Yes, that's the other weird thing. <laughs> it happens a lot. Every girl in this is creeping on Uso, man. Every every girl has a show to fetish. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that one girl who's like got him in the bath. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like what's what that? F- he, he, what is wrong? He with bites you? her directly on the titties and runs away. He's like, <laughs> what is wrong? And that's the cool thing because Uso like he has no interest in this. Yeah, he's just one like, he already has like a you? basic. You know, she's got Shakti right. Like that's what yeah. he cares about. And two, like he's they're not, not really old lady. enough for like romantic relationship yet, right? No. Like. It's just not. It's Poor not Shakti. there. She just takes care of orphan kids all day. I know Shakti's awesome though, and she makes it. They don't kill the dog either because they're not that evil in this. Um, <laughs> no killer of the butcher town. Oh God, put palms in your friends. Uh, let's see. And and what was the other one? Oh, the ridiculous scene where like the the girls get in their bikini squad. Like we're gonna distract him. Like <laughs> yeah, right. And he's just he's like, twelve. He's just like nope, <laughs> zang. And then he's just beam sharing this. Oh, and why is this Haro so awesome? So Gundam. We haven't talked about this too much, but. Pretty much every UC Gundam show, every main UC Gundam show has a Haro, right? And it's a varying degrees of why you would give a shit about having a Haro, right? So it's just this round ball that says Haro a lot. It's got some flaps on the side. It can grow little it's stupid like a little robot, robot arms. thing. Yeah, little red robot eyes. It's, it's very says, Japanese. It's not very sentient. It's just kind of a dumb toy most yeah. of the time. But not in fucking Victory Gundam, no, in man. Vi- in Victory, it pilots like the Victory. At what point it pilots the Victory for like ten seconds, like or the Victory Two actually? Like what the hell? How? It's ridiculous. It's the best Haro ever. For some reason, it's super Haro. Like, it's yeah. got all the AI. I don't understand. No it's pretty funny though. It's base as fuck. Yeah. Somehow, anyway, Haro matters this time. Victory Gundam. It's a weird one. It's strange. It's it's kind of. The only disappointing thing is when you get, like, if you're going to watch all the UC and this, you get to the quote-unquote end of your road, besides the stuff we're going to talk about, and this is what you get, it's just like, oh, man, really? This is where I'm, this is the last thing I'm going to get? It's You really got to view it more like a, a bonus. Like, Unicorn and Narrative and now Hathaway are like... That's the end. Yeah. Those are the real ends, right? Like, and as they'll they're probably expanding stuff out. more shit in there as we, you know, time goes Exactly, by. but to me... But yeah, like, fucking victory means nothing. Consider, like, Shars Counterattack or Unicorn. I would say Unicorn. Like, you don't even need to watch Narrative. Narrative's just a bonus. Like, to me, cut it off at Unicorn. Maybe add Hathaway once Hathaway's done, and you can do that. Yeah, if all three Hathaways are but good. But to me, like, the, the tight UC timeline is watch your Unicorn. You're good. Everything else after that is a bonus right now. Yeah, it's just weird. Eventually, it may, like you said, it may all tie together and be good, and you might get some later stuff. Um, but, yeah. 
that's that's victory. Do you have any other thoughts on victory before we move on? Nah. I mean, I finally watched it. I'm glad. The Blu-ray looks great. Yes, it was cleaned up very like, nice. They cleaned it up very I mean, all the Blu-rays look pretty damn good. It has good. funny shit in it. It's not like a total loss where I'm like, oh, man, I watched it. But, but the, the Blu-ray for that's a lot cleaner than it is for, like, Double Zeta. Like, Double Zeta gets a little gnarly. Yeah. Because it was I, already 90s animation. Yeah, and I suspect Double Zeta was, like, early VHS recording, so just kind of gnarly. Yeah, there's nothing. Even Zeta has a digital. Anyway, um, the stuff that was on film, like, original, the original Gundam movies look excellent. Super good. All right. That's the UC. Now let's talk a little bit about the the post UC UC shows. Yeah. So the first one is G Reco, Reconquista in G, which is it takes place in the Regild century, I believe, is what it's called. It's after the UC. Like they tell you explicitly that the U- the UC's over. We're out of the UC now. We are now in the Regild century. It is it's a thousand years later, thousands of years later, basically, three thousand years later. It's a lot of thousands yeah, of years later. It works because basically the like, you know, the slide downward of humanity that you watched at the end, of, you know, like in victory yes. and shit just got so bad that, you know, there was basically, you know, widespread cannibalism and all this. It got shit terrible. Out. It got really bad. Yeah. So then some assholes decided to set up in space and just be like, you know what? This is why you can't have nice things. Pretty like, much. We're just going to run everything, all your technology, what limited amounts will let you have, it's going to run on these like batteries, right? Mm-hmm. And we're the ones who provide them to you, so fuck off, right? Like You will have no other technology. It's like forbidden to, to create any more really advanced technology, although they do it. Um, and gonna, it's interesting because- You're not going to stop people from gaming. So you have like people on the earth- you got a space elevator, right, that goes up into a really big, like, um, not even a traditional space colony. It's just a big, like, space station. Why the fuck don't we have, like... The space colony wreckage everywhere. I don't see any traditional, like, O'Neill Cylinder space colonies. I don't remember seeing any. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm going to have to rewatch it someday. I'll rewatch the movies or whatever they're doing. I only watch half the series. And, and then you have movie, um, so. Assholes on the Moon. Right, so eventually you get to the moon. You see, there's assholes yeah. on the moon. They have some. They have more advanced stuff than the Earth. So the Earth still has mobile suits that run on these batteries, mm-hmm. um, but they're not. They're not super powerful. Like this is one of those series where, like, if you had something like the Victory Two, you would just crush. Yeah, piss through. I everyone. think you would piss through most of the stuff in in G Reco, right? Like, even if you had something like the New Gundam. I mean, new types forget about it. Like, you yeah. know, you're not at that height of ridiculousness where you know it's just insane. Um, so, you know, you follow around, um, what the hell is his name? Bellary. Oh, I, I was going to say Bell Cornell like it was freaking. Yes. <laughs> There's no dungeons in Picking this. up girls in a dungeon, yeah. But, uh, no, Bellary. And it's interesting, you know, there's a story about them, you know, a family story going on in the background. It's, there's a cool story. They finally make it to, like, Venus 2 or whatever the hell it's called, which is just, like, the the assholes that really make the batteries and they have this giant space colony with like an ocean in it. It's kind of cool. Like there's a lot of cool stuff in it, right? Like there's a lot of cool ideas. It's very, it's got Gundam flavor, but it's not very Gundam like, you know, they're, they're advancing technology when they're not supposed to. There's this weird, like religious element going on. Like there was basically a religion created to make them not create technology because the religion's like, no, that's against the religion. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, there's a war going on on earth. It's, 
it's interesting, right? And there's a lot of side switching. It's hard to follow. It, it feels like there's missing bits. It's got a problem a lot of Tomino series, especially later Tomino series have. And, you know, a series like freaking um, Brain Power really has. <laughs> just miss it. Just it. It almost feels like sometimes you've missed an episode. It irritated me too much to even. Think. Yeah, it's I like Cause, it. like shit happens. Like characters will do something, you know, classic to me, you know, like a character will just bust out and do something that's completely not in character for that character. People be switching sides like they're fucking big show. And then it's like, all right. Yeah. And then it's like, did I miss something? Like there was an episode here where like suddenly this person has motivation to do that, but there isn't. It's just fucking poorly written crap. There isn't. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not as harsh on it as you, as you are. I don't think it's as inconsistent as you, but it, it, it's I have way less bits. tolerance for that. Like Tamino. Yeah. When it, he like gets wild and just starts like making people like it, characters it's missing bits, shit. but you know what? I, no final judgment can be given on the show until they come out with these, I watch movies, movies, OVAs, or whatever. I was actually really excited when they said they were doing the movies because now I could just watch those. And yeah, and there's going to be new footage, and new, you know we'll see a new story elements allegedly. So there's a good yeah. They chance. said they're going to like do more stuff like at the end. Hopefully so. they don't screw it up like the the Zeta one, but that was compressing down. I, hopefully, I don't hate G Reco. If it stays as is, it's it's okay. It's an interesting kind of show, but it's it's just kind of a it's an anomaly in Gundam. Um, you know, it's got some cool callbacks, I suppose. The, they have a potential to make it good, you know, make it very good. So yeah. we'll see. There, there's enough bones there. I'd say check it out if you want to check it out, but maybe wait for the, the movies to be out, OVAs to be out, and then check those out. Yeah, I would. it'll waste less of your time. I don't know. When, when they're all out, I'll watch them, and maybe we'll talk about it and let you know whether they're oh, actually we'll good Oh, we'll talk about it. Oh, we deliver. All right. Skipping again ahead. Who knows how long, because... Now we're going to get to the correct century, which is Turn A Gundam. <laughs> That's the best century, the correct century. A lot of people will argue Turn A Gundam is either the best Gundam show, which I don't agree with, or it's Tamino's best Gundam show, which I also don't agree with. But it's pretty, pretty damn good pretty as a standalone show. I don't dislike it. It's a it. good show. So he did this before, G, way before G-Reco, but after Victory. Right, so this I think he did this right after Brain Power. It does have like the victory flavor, really. Bef- I think he did this after Brain Power. I thought it was before Brain Power. When did I don't it think come so. out? Mm, two thousand. Oh wow, it's that new. Two thousand. I didn't even know it was that new. Ninety nine. Huh. It's right after Brain Power. I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. Look it up. Double check me. Um, because he was doing like Garze's wing before that. No one cares about that. Or no, Wings of Reen. Wings of Reen. No, Garze's wing. That was the horrible OVA that was before that. Oh, okay. Wings of Reem was the later one. Whatever, it's all that was, after, <laughs> that was after King Gaynor, I believe. King Gaynor's awesome, by the way. Check out King Gaynor. Um, regardless, Turn A Gundam, it, it's a cool show. It's It's got a Miyazaki feel almost. Yeah, it really does. It's <clears> odd. A very almost Disney feel. It's um, just the setting. It's in that like weird kind of feudal. What the hell is the... Dana Sorrell is the, is the queen. What the heck is his... Uh, What's the main pilot's name? Don't fucking ask me. Oh my god! I've watched it in like ten years. Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Okay. Yeah, you are correct. Lauren. Uh, I'm glad your brain works better than mine because I would have never figured that. I'd have to look it up. Uh, yeah, I I have it on Blu-ray. I haven't rewatched it yet, so I've you know it's been 15 years since I've watched it. So it's a lot of Gundam. You'll have man. to you'll have it to forgive the yeah you'll have to forgive me the 
not it not being fresh in my mind. So maybe we will talk about the series again because it is kind of a standalone. I just wanted to briefly talk about it because it's it's a very interesting show. It's cool. It takes place way later. It actually alleges to, you know, incorporate every Gundam timeline into it. All of them, including Wing Gundam. So people are all about Gundam Wing back in the day. And there's a guy, Coronander. My boy Coronander is just like, he's got PTSD from fighting the Wing Gundam. <laughs> and really it doesn't does. work out That's well like one him. of the best characters. Oh, Coronander's Coronander awesome. He's got shit. a cool mobile suit. It's got, so Sid Mead. So the American sci-fi designer, Sid Mead, who did like designs for Blade Runner. Yep. Did the designs for this. And they are fucking wild. Like, there are some crazy... Now, there's some regular mobile suit designs, too, because they dig up, like, Zaku's and stuff. and Fucking mustache. And, and you know, they supplement Mead's designs. But you could tell Sid Mead's designs. Like, they're angular as hell. Like, the sumo is really cool. The flat. Like, there is the Wadom. There's a, they're just weird, weird-looking mobile suits. It made the show. The Tournay's got a fucking mustache instead of a fucking V-Crest. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, and it's it's a cool design. It's, it's just really cool to have like somebody who is a Japanese like do it. Yeah, the turn X is awesome. Dude. I thought that was kind of metal. Yeah, no, it's it's got some really cool designs. It's got that cool, you know, Earth is at this point like a early 19th century, maybe early 20th century society. Yeah, it was like kind of Victorian. Yeah, I said like feudal Victorian. before, but that's not what I meant. I meant like Victorian. Well, it's got some of that feudal look, but just because, or not feudal, it's Victorian. Almost that Renaissance look. Yeah, but it's, I, I, that's what I meant, more of a Renaissance It's got look. a little bit of a Renaissance look, but it's definitely more of a Victorian setting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Technology-wise, it's more Victorian, because they have things like, they have like balloons, and they have... <laughs> yeah, man. They um, got fucking... Do they have planes? I don't remember if they have just regular shitty planes, uh, but... I don't remember. It's been a while. I know they have like, cars and stuff. They have I a lot of steam-powered trash. Yeah, they have a lot of... Yeah, coal powered, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they, you know, they keep digging up like mobile suits and shit and causing problems, and yeah, you know, it's not good. It's the classic dig up a mobile. And suit then series. the assholes that have been on the moon for forever and have all the technology, like all the old school technology, have um, they wake up out of their like hypersleep or whatever. And now they're like, we're gonna take over the Earth, <laughs> and you know, all sorts of chaos ensues. Wackiness ensues. Um, the turn X is an awesome design. Uh, the butter uh, moonlight butterfly is yes. crazy. So they get into crazy, terrifying nanite stuff in this. Like it's you know they have technology that's like way past any other Gundam show. Like even any of the expanded universe Gundam shows, except maybe G Gundam because that doesn't play by normal rules. G Gundam is just crazy bullshit. But <laughs> yeah, it is. Take G Gundam aside, they, I mean the Turn A Gundam and the Turn X are the most advanced mobile suits. In oh, by far, all yeah. of Gundam. I mean they are insane like they don't seem it in the regular show but i mean they are it's nuts yeah. um, in the context of the show it doesn't it's seem crazy wild, like but... well once you once you have moonlight butterfly it's just crazy it's just like nanite rape everything <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound pleasant at all it isn't <laughs> it really isn't unless you like that gray goo ending of the the world right well and nanites kill you yeah right uh so yeah turn a um that was a fun show yeah well i We'll watch it again at some point in the That's a good future. standalone one, too. If you just yeah, wanna. you could just watch Turn A by itself as a cool kind of series to watch, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's that's UC Gundam. Do you have any final thoughts on UC Gundam? Um, hmm, final thoughts. It's more good than bad. Like I know, oh was, yeah, way more. I know good that than bad. like it might sound like we were a little harsh on a few things, but it's it's way more good than bad. Even the stuff that's kind of mediocre, like Double Z, I enjoyed. I and we've watched watching a lot it. of this stuff three or four times, so we're just like nitpicking extra. Mm-hmm. But of course, 
I would start watching it immediately if I were you. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Agreed. And it's all, I mean, you could stream it in a lot of places. It's kind of scattered in the streaming. Um, so, you know, stream away. Uh, you could also, you know, if you're a guy who likes physical media, Right Stuff has all the series on Blu-ray. Everything. All of them. I mean, as someone who's been watching this stuff for, you know, 20 plus years, that's unheard of. Like, Yeah, I, it was just, always hard to find. Always hard to find. But they have everything. It's great. All right. So that's a nice segue. Now that we've gotten you into Gundam. Yeah. I, I want to talk about just a little bit um, about kind of the handling of continuity and the handling of franchises, you know, between the U.S. and Japan. And, you know, specifically Gundam, which we just talked about versus Star Wars. And we'll talk a little bit about something like James Bond. Got a new movie out, right? No time to die, except there's a lot of time to die. And um, <laughs> Lupin, Lupin the Third. Right, because people always go Golgo, but eh, Golgo's... Golgo they haven't the, done anywhere near as much with Golgo as they've done with Lupin. close. And Lupin has way more of a, to me, way more of a James Bond feel to it. Yeah. They both have elements of it. I just, the settings, like everything is... And how much they've been Bond. recycled. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. So... It's more fitting for our topic. Anyway, you know, in the U.S. we seem to have this issue where... And I get it for live action stuff, it's harder to get to recast people, so... Understood. But even for animated stuff, like, you know, where's my... One, we, we are way too obsessed with remakes, right? We go, Let me remake it and tell the same story again. Which right? is fucking pointless Japan of the time. Japan is smarter about this. Not always, because sometimes they do it. But a lot of times, there's not a remake. Like, you can brand it the same way and just tell a completely different story. Even though it's going to have elements of it, like, look at Gundam. How many other Gundam shows are there? Gundam Wing, Gundam X. Well, Gundam X is probably the most too similar um although post-apocalyptic gundam is kind of cool um g gundam which is the most wacky like but they're all basically iron-blooded orphans that same like even ibo the same fucking gundam story same kind of core and same kind of themes but not not trying to tell the same exact story like none of them try to just tell you the amaro story again right they don't do that um so that's good right whereas you know, in the U.S., it's just like, well, let me reboot it. Let me just do it again. Let me do the same thing again. Like, stop. Stop. You can only get away with that shit if it was something that needed special effects back in the day and they can do them now, but that's so rare. And then if they do decide to continue something, right, they fuck it up. It's like, oh, here's He-Man. We're going to do more He-Man. <laughs> oh, what is this garbage? Like, Listen, yeah, it looks pretty. He-Man didn't really need to be continued. <laughs> no. And that, well, that's another problem. But, you know, like... Japan, I think, does a much better job of like, hey, we're going to continue something. And they continue it. And it's like, oh, this at least feels like the original thing. Like, the themes aren't all screwed up. They actually give a shit about the story. And they give a shit about the continuity. Oh, definitely. Right? Well, they Um, care about franchises and not, like, shitting on them. Like, you watch Unicorn, which came out in, what, 2015? I think the last episode came out. I think it started in, like, 2010. Whatever. Regardless, I think the last episode I was was 2015, 2016. Look how much slavish continuity there is in that oh yeah definitely you know callbacks to msvs callbacks to random mobile suits that are in like one episode of double zeta like yeah it is hilarious you know the the whole con it all fits together and look that's what people love about something as big as that yeah there's going to be some inconsistencies of course there are but they're not they don't feel intentional and they don't they're not big they're not huge they don't jump out at you no and we just do a, such a bad job of that. So my point of comparing Gundam to Star Wars, because Gundam was always the Star Wars of Japan, is Star Wars is just a bad job of that. Like, why couldn't you have just 
instead of trying to do more Skywalker stuff or this or that, expanded universe, man. The old expanded universe, you could have adapted that shit for forever. Like stupid Disney flushed it all down the toilet, and then well, Dave Filoni was like, "Are you idiots? We're going to use a lot of this. Um, you know, we're going to use Thrawn. We're going to use this stuff. Those but books are so popular too. That's the thing. People loved it, right? So you know Japan would have taken all of that and just started animating it, started doing live action series for it. Yep. Well, that's what Disney would have done. But you know what I mean? Like, it's a fucking gold mine. It's a gold mine of material that people already like, that people have read, consumed, and enjoyed. So you know it can succeed. It's a slam dunk. But no, 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 no. We got to get the story group, which are fucking incompetent, to go do something. Mm Mm-hmm. It's awful. They just can't handle it. Well, they're just making shit up. It's not even, none of it's really And canon. it's competent. Let's leave the agenda shit aside, even though there's a lot of agenda shit that goes on. They just are not competent. They're not capable of it. Apart from, you know, Favreau and Filoni and that crew, right? No one else is competent to do any of this. At least Star Trek has their incompetency, like, timeline. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the like Kelvin, The Kelvin timeline of stupidity. Yeah, it's just the yeah. incompetence timeline. Like, we're just going to fucking shit our pants. So you for... see that. So then, you know, I bring up James Bond as well. So James Bond, to me, is a franchise that's been handled a lot better. Now, it's not great. It's got a lot of, like, schlocky stuff going on. But you know what? You mostly knew what you were going to get. Yeah, at least it was funny. Right? And... To me, it was one of the more, it was handled more like some of the Japanese stuff like Lupin, where you don't address the fact that this shit started in the 50s, 60s, or 70s, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Who cares? It just keeps going forward. It's fine. You don't worry about it. You don't, you could talk about past events, but, you know, much like the, you know, Marvel. There's never any, like, James Bond continuity, really. The Marvel like... comic book universe, same thing. Yeah, well, every once in a while something would happen, like, you know, Roger Moore would reference his wife, even though that was George Lazenby who had the wife. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter, right? Like, you could do those things, and, you know, even when you got up to Dalton or uh, Pierce Brosnan, right? Like, yep. you could reference that. It's fine. Like, oh, I was married once. Like, even though there's no way that now that it's, you know, 40 years later. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter. You get what they're getting to. and You don't yeah. address it. You take the trappings of the thing. You do that. You maybe have some continuity within the movies with the same actor, and then you just move on. Yeah. Right? Now. Because it just, it's mostly fluff anyway. They've gone, I, never they, any real backstories. They've, they've gone too far, and the, the new ones have become less fun because they they went too far with continuity. Like, they yeah, shouldn't have tried like, to do that It's so kind hard. of funny. It's like, usually I would respect them for having tight continuity, but in that case, you're right, it just doesn't really work. Whereas something like Lupin doesn't bother. Doesn't bother to have tight continuity because it doesn't need to. I don't... James Bond isn't supposed to have a lot of, like, baggage. Well, like, yeah, he's he, supposed to have baggage, but not that kind of baggage. He's supposed to have very specific baggage that makes him a crazy yep. drunk, but, like, he's not supposed to have, like five movies of baggage you yeah, know what i mean exactly like, he's not supposed he's supposed to have like existential baggage kind yes of. yes not yeah non-specific like yeah, yeah i've like, seen some shit baggage not yeah oh my god i have specific ptsd for all these things from like, no. these things that happened three movies ago it's like no man that's not what i want on james no. bond no so i don't know this is a little rambly but i just always i always felt that a lot of u.s franchises did a bad not that james bond's a you know it's part of u.s franchise more of a British franchise, but Western franchises, let's say, did a poor job of handling continuity and capitalizing on those things than the Japanese did. 
right? Correct. Especially with especially with anime. Again, we are talking most about anime, but honestly, you know, they did in live action Tokusatsu stuff as well. Like, yeah. you know, let me just do Power Ranger series all the time. Let me do Common Rider. Let me do some crossover movies. Like that's fun. Yep. They remember fun. Like that's you know, James Bond series did a good job of that for forever. And like, you know, James Bond Lupin, it was very similar with Say that. what you want about the Pierce Brosnan movies. They weren't the greatest, but at least they were entertaining. Like they were chuckle. Goldeneye was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Goldeneye is one of the better Bond movies. Oh, probably. It is kind of the classic of our generation anyway. And then I'm I don't think any of the other ones are really any good. Nah, <laughs> like, they're pretty weak. I, I would watch them again. And I wouldn't hate myself. Like they're all entertaining enough. Even freaking uh, the hell was that stupid one with North Korea and oh shit, I don't even remember. The Madonna title. did the theme song. Way past her prime. <laughs> I don't remember. A time to kill. No, I don't wait, know. that's John Grisham, isn't it? <laughs> Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the reason you forgot it is because it wasn't that good. Yeah, I don't know. There was that one with Denise Richards and the the freaking like stealth boat. Ah, <laughs> yes. uh, night boat. There's a the lot of weird shit, boat. and the one with Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price is awesome, but it's just like and Michelle Yao. They're just like, I'm gonna type you to death. <laughs> yeah, that never. Sure, works I guess. I don't know. Uh, I could go on about James Bond all day, um, but Lupin did it better. Um, no, I don't know if. Lupin Lup- continues to do it better. Yes, Lupin continues to do it better now because they didn't kill the Golden Goose. Nope. I-, I think is my point. Even though there's been times of dormancy for Lupin. Um, I just like that. I- I- the think- last run of Lupin where they've kind of updated it. Like that fucking... Um, they've done an excellent job. Part five and part... Well, part six is coming up. Part four and part five. Which really one good. was it where like there was like that internet game to find Lupin? I think that was part five. Like that yeah. was actually modern and relevant, but it felt Lupin. You it know fe- what I it mean? worked. They did a good it job. Worked really game. good. I was super impressed because I never expect much out of Lupin because it's Lupin. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and well, they did a good job of going back and doing random episodes in there that were callbacks. Like, oh, oh he's got his like pink jacket on. Oh, he's got the red jacket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got the eighties. Uh, he's got the blue jacket now. Oh, he's got the green jacket. You know what I mean? Yep. You got you know your Lupin jacket straight. Um. I think my point is, like, I'm, I'm comparing and contrasting where, like, Lupin and James Bond, I think, have sim- a lot of parallels and similar paths, and they were handled kind of similarly. Yep. So it shows that the West can do it and has done it. Yep. Um, but something like Star Wars, they just fucked up. They fucked it up. So high. Star Trek, too, but we won't get into that. Like, you could have done something very similar and, you know, monetized the shit out of it. And done stuff that was somewhat in the same continuity, maybe in the same continuity. You don't even have to address whether it is or not. Who cares? If it's not... In the main timeline, like, you play fast and loose, man. It's a whole fucking galaxy. What's wrong with you? Star Wars was all weird ego bullshit. Like, you know, you have UC Gundam, which has to be tightly knit and and connect together. I get that. Even that has time skips where you can disconnect, like F-91 and uh, Victory. But, like, there's so many other Gundam shows. You know, you can watch Gundam Wing, and it has nothing nothing to do with the UC. There's no baggage. Just watch it. And it's got a lot of the same looks, a lot of the same themes, but... You can watch it as a self-contained show. Like, it's just smarter. Like, same themes. You know exactly. It's just smarter. You could find what you like, and you could pick what you like out of it. You know, and then you could do. You could get away with doing all kinds of different shows, and no one would be mad at you. Like Disney could do like a goddamn romance show, and they could do this show and that show, and no one would care because it's just like, eh, this one's good, this one's bad. I just won't watch this. I'll watch this. But instead, it's like, no, this is all main continuity. It all like affects everything. Like. No. It's too much work, man. Stop it. <laughs> you're, you're screwing it up. Do Star Wars Visions. We talked about it last week. 
do Star Wars visions where you can just do wacky shit. And like, how the fuck long does it like? Fine. You know, everybody liked the Mandalorian, but it's like in fucking production hell forever. It takes forever to make. It's like, oh god, you should have done like, you should have had forty episodes of that out by now, and like five spinoffs. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, or different shows. Di- and you could have different budget levels. Not everything's got to be as pretty as the Mandalorian. You could do more compact shows where you do old tricks, man. They did episode like twenty something episodes of Star Trek a season. Well, I could figure it out, Disney. Jesus Christ! I thought it was kind of a waste almost to make the Mandalorian that pretty. It should have been just like shitty old like practical effects, like gunfighter style. Right? I would enjoy you it. Were, I'm listen. I liked it as pretty, but yeah, I mean, I'm not. Bitching, but I mean, you could have done like, more of it. You could have made. Yeah, yeah, you could. Like I said, you could have had like you know 40 episodes out by now. And like, you know, spinoffs. They're doing a better job on the animated side. You know, I think Filoni has more to do with that. You know, at least you had like Bad Batch that they came out with, yeah. and they did more Clone Wars stuff. You know, they had um, although the middle of that season was weak. But the, was the season itself was good, and the end was fucking phenomenal. Yes, and then, what um, the hell else did they do? You know, they had Rebels before. So, I mean, they've been doing somewhat of a better job there, but do more. And they have Visions now, you know, but just do better. Disney, do better. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll stop bitching about Disney now. Since we were talking about Lupin, I think it's time. Yep. It's time to slide right in to the Castle of Cagliostro. Castle of Cagliostro. So this is... 1979, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Hayao Miyazaki, your boy Miyazaki, directed it and wrote it. Um, this is is this his first feature film? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Um, pre Ghibli, pre Studio Ghibli, um, and it's a Lupin movie. So Miyazaki, a lot of people, well, a lot of people know, and a lot of people don't know. Got to start directing a bunch of Lupin episodes, you know. I mean, he did other stuff too, but yep. he, he directed a lot of Lupin episodes, especially in Lupin Part Two. Um, so he did a Lupin movie, and if you don't know Lupin the Third, um, no, it's not that stupid Netflix thing. Um, <laughs> Lupin the Third is the Arsane, theoretically the Arsene Lupin the Third. Yeah, Arsene Lupin the Third. The he's the grandson great grandson great grandson whatever of Arsène Lupin the the famous French thief from the what 1800s right or yep. early 1900s or either way um and uh, you know it's from a manga by Monkey Punch which they did you know that was in God, the 60s I think that 60s, 60s or 70s yeah. originally came out yeah it's pretty old um and you know there's been series that have gone you know there's part 1 part 2 both of those part 1 and part 2 were out before this movie came out um, it's like a million episodes. Million episodes of part two. Part one's kind of short, twenty six episodes ish, I think. Maybe there's more. Um, regardless, there's a there's a lot of Lupin. They've since then they did part three, four, and then more recently, well, part three in the eighties, and then part five and six were later. So when I said about dormancy, Lupin had like a long period where there was no series. Like they always did like OVAs they did and TV movies. movies and stuff. Yeah, tons of like hour, hour and a half like OVAs, movies, whatever else. Um, you know, you got them constantly. Yeah, if you ever want to kill some fucking time, man, there's like... And they're all standalone. Shit ton of standalone loop. You just movies. watch them. Some are... Most of them are good. Most of them are entertaining. There's a few stickers, but for there's the most part... There's a few stickers. Some like fun. Island of Mamo, which was the first one. Like, it's good until it gets to the end. You're like, what the fuck? And then... Everybody really likes that one. I don't Golden, get it, Golden Palace, Golden Dragon. What the hell's the one we just watched? Terrible. Oh, my God, that one was terrible. Oh, yeah, that one was bad. It was awful. It, they hadn't brought it over here for a reason, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But most of them are pretty good, like Dragon of Destiny or whatever. That one was great. Yep. Um, yeah, anyway, they vary. Lupin, if you're not familiar, so Arsene Lupin, we were talked about him. So he's your you know, gentleman thief. He's got that 
a little bit of a James Bond look going on, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he wears like a suit. Not really, but kinda. yeah, little. He wears a suit jacket. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, that's right. He's got a suit jacket. Different colors throughout the years. Again, green in the original, red in part two, green again in this movie. Um, pink in the 80s because it's the fucking 80s, so of course. <laughs> I guess. Um, and then in four and five, it's blue. Yeah. Uh, although, again, there's episodes in part five, at least, that. Yeah, they're like flashbacks. You can you know that they must be older episodes, you know, flashbacks to previous eras because he's got different color jacket on. So it's a it's a nice visual cue explaining to you, you know, when things are happening. It is convenient. It is convenient. Um anyway, green jacket lupon in this one. Uh you also have Daisuke Jigen, who's always with him. So ridiculous half American, half Japanese with his uh it's, you know, he looks like a gangster, right? He's got a He's got the slouch hat. Yeah, the slouch that. hat, like a very gangster look. He's got a awesome like 357 magnum revolver or it might be a 44 magnum sorry i don't sorry lupin super fans yeah he's got a ridiculous revolver um it's gonna be a 44 mag because that was the biggest gun at the crack time. shot i don't know crack shot you know you never sniper. see you never see his face because it's the hat's always over yeah you almost never see his eyes his hat's he's, never he's off. got a giant beard so yeah he's like, got that goatee going on the, there's very little features there very cool but him and lupin are always you know, getting into capers, stealing stuff, and that's how it starts. There, their team. They steal a whole bunch of money and from a casino in Monaco. Yeah, Monaco, Monte Carlo, Monaco. Monaco? It was Monaco. Um, regardless, they steal a bunch of freaking money, and then Lupin realizes it's fake, right? And everybody realizes it's the really good fakes, right? It's the uh, what do they call that? It's shoot, I can't remember what the specific name of it is. The specific bills have a name. Um, but it's a specific type of fake bill. So there's this, you know, legend in the, in the, the thieving world, the, the the criminal underworld, right. Of like, um, super fakes, like super counterfeits, right. The The best counterfeit of all money, like American dollar. Yeah. There's American dollars. There's, there's yen. There's God, they find one pounds. Um, lira, you know, this is back before euros, right? So, you know, all the various European currencies, francs, like they had everything, right? Um, so they end up, you know, ditching the money, and then Lupin's like, "Screw it, let's go figure this out, right? Like, let's go do it." And as the movie goes on, you find out that you know he's done. He did this once before when he was way younger in his career, and he screwed it up, um, and he almost, almost got himself died, killed. Yeah. yeah, so he's going back to do it again, um, and they run into a princess. Right, who's getting chased by a bunch of thugs? Goons. Once they get to Cagliostro, the the Duchy of Cagliostro, or whatever the hell it's, it's called, like the bas- County of it's Cagliostro. It's basically Liechtenstein. Yeah, it exactly. It's one of those theoretically, you know, it's a fake, tiny, tiny European nation, like city states. Yeah, exactly, old city states. Um, and they go there to try to figure it out, and they they they, you know see this woman get chased and he goes to help him out. Now Lupin's always got a ridiculous, like tiny Fiat or whatever <laughs> and him and Jigen are in it. And you know, they go, they do some ridiculous stuff. Car so chase ensues. Yeah. And it's cartoonish. You know, you got to understand that this is, it's going to play by cartoon rules for sure. Oh yeah. It's not super wacky cartoon rules, but it's definitely, they drive up the side of mountains. Yeah. There's well, yeah, it, there will be some semblance of physics, but it's, it, it's Ghibli physics. Right? It, you got to stretch, um, man. Not that this is Ghibli. Um, anyway, they end up saving the girl. He ends up saving the girl, but then she she gets kidnapped again, like immediately, um, and taken away on this ridiculous boat. And then he and he and Jigen, you know, go to figure this out. Right, they're gonna go figure it out. And along the way, they run into uh, all the other cast of characters from Lupin. So you got uh, 
Goemon Ishikawa, the 14th, I think he, I can't remember what number yeah. he is, but rid- the most ridiculous thing, like he just walks around. Classic Japanese samurai. In Japanese samurai gear, although he's, I think, weren't they, weren't they ninjas? Whatever, we won't get into that. He's walking around in his samurai gear. He's got the the sword that's in like the the wooden. Yeah. You know, it's it looks like a wooden cane, but it's a sword. Um, so very uh, Zatoichi yep. in that regard. He's got the big the um, hat. straw hat, right? And the ridiculous hama pants, pants, whatever the hell those things are called, hammer pants. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the and like the the gi or the tunic, whatever the heck it is. So sorry, I'm a weeb. I'm not that much of a weeb. Um, so yeah, he's they run into him. Uh, cool character. He cut. He can basically cut anything. It's ridiculous. His sword is like magic. Um, yeah, he cuts some weird shit. You run into fucking Fujiko, Fujiko Mine. Ah, classic Fujiko. The worst. Um, so a uh female thief, a, a thiefess. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, I don't know who, if there's a difference. Who is always up to no good. And always, you know, on again, she off again, love is interest. always on Lupin's coattails, like trying to scam the same thing. He like she basically follows him to whatever he's doing and then like snatches it out of his possession. And, and occasionally she's there before him. But like, you know, she's always at the thing that's going to be the most interesting. And Lupin is obviously going to go deal with. Yeah. Um, and, and she's then, always there to like steal the treasure at the end to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. like, she basically lets Lupin do all the like heavy lifting and then, you know, gets the treasure. Yeah. Again. But she's super competent in her own right. Like, oh, don't definitely. sleep on Fujiko, man. She is. She's not to be messed with. Um, she's not as ridiculous as Lupin is, but she's pretty ridiculous. Uh, then you got. Uh, she's always got hand grenades. Zenigata. Ah, uh, Zenigata. Freaking Zenigata. So Pops. Interpol. Yeah, Interpol agent. He shows up with like, I don't know, like a hundred freaking cops. He has like an army of Interpol. And nods. he's just endlessly chasing Lupin, trying to arrest him. And, yes, you know, throughout every series. That's just the thing. And failing forever because. Of course he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and that's one of those things, too, where, like, invariably, there's going to be something worse going on than Lupin being there. Pretty much every movie. So they will, there will always be some begrudging cooperation between Zenigata and Lupin's crew, but then he never gives up. It never matters. He always, like, tries to arrest Lupin every yep. chance he gets. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, you know, you got the the girl. He's got to go save. They got to figure out what's going on with the banknotes, and then the the current regent of Cagliostro, so the the count isn't, you know, isn't alive anymore. And the 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 daughter, who would be the heiress, the whatever, the princess, whatever you want to say, um, the kingdom's being held in regency, and there's a regent, and he's a total dick. Just like, you know, Denethor and uh, yeah, <laughs> Lord basically. of the Rings, right? And he wants to marry... He wants to marry her. So he's legit. And there's some there's some history there. I won't spoil that bit, but there's some history there that explains all this stuff. Um, anyway, I won't talk anymore about the plot. What do you what do you think? What do you think about Cag- Castle? Oh, Cag- God, Wilson? I love it. I could watch it a thousand times. First of all, I just want to, like, shout out that the 4K release they just released is fucking amazing. It's gorgeous. It has... Every dub you could possibly want, every audio every dub, track, you every could sub, want. like because yeah. they did it like three different times or something. Oh, man, there's so good. two. There's the Japanese original track. There's a Japanese like remastered seven point whatever track. There's an English track with the. There's the like original dub. '90s dub, and then there's like a 2000 dub. I think. Yeah, the 2000 dub is the one I remember. There's like a '90s dub, a 2000 dub, and there was oh, and then there's subtitles. There's new subtitles. 
or newer subtitles. And there's subtitles from the original theatrical release in like 79 or 80. Yeah, that's crazy. It's got there it's got every option you could buy. And you could turn the subtitles off entirely and watch it just in Japanese if you want, like which some stuff they don't let you do because Japan's very protective about that. Yeah. Um It's a very well put together 4K. And it's fucking gorgeous. Blu-ray. It looks really good. I mean, one, it's freaking Miyazaki, so you know it's gonna, you know, yes, look good. Animation is good, but the it's the designs are great. Like, it's just great. Fucking classic story. I mean, you can't oh, ask for anything story. more. Like, so it's like so Miyazaki, just like a classic. It's kind of funny that he jammed all that classic, like, you know, Miyazaki shit. Yeah, he did. Like, you know, there's like Castle in the Sky elements here. Oh, yeah. It's like a ridiculous Disney castle that the whole thing takes place around. Oh, yeah. You know, like a princess locked up in a tower. Like, you can't get. Oh, yeah. Classic fairy tale stuff, right? It's fucking great. And, And Lupin is the gentleman thief. And he never. You know what I noticed in this? Lupin never used his gun. Nah, he didn't. never. It gets lasered late in the late in the movie. Yeah, he didn't ne- even barely pull it out. He never uses it. His P thirty eight, which is interesting, because you know, Lupin's always yeah, he's popping just, caps at people. He's always capping. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't mess around. But I, I thought that was interesting. It's a very Miyazaki touch. Like you know, the main character he's supposed to be like the gentleman thief, so he doesn't he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have an axe at one point, but whatever. it's got some gruesome deaths. They don't show them to you, but my god, people are getting crushed. <laughs> yes, I mean there's some. Temple of Doom. Yeah, they don't the fuck blood. around with that. And there's that whole dungeon scene where it's oh, just like yeah. people that got like horrific skeletons everywhere. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's got that little bit of edge, which is good. It's good that they establish how big of a shit that like you know that whole family was and everything. But like Mononoke has that. Like Miyazaki oh, yeah. movies don't shy. Nausicaa does. Like they don't shy away from that. He always has a little bit of that in there because you know, it's classic fairy tale kind of stuff too, right? Like. It yeah, that's what I was getting at. It has a very fairy tale feel. Oh yeah, it does. It's, it's just I'm with you. It's just a classic. It's just a classic story. Like it's, yep. it's good. It's interesting. Well the, written, well executed. You have good characters because you have all the classic Lupin cast, which those are all excellent characters. Like, yep. You know. Oh yeah, they cover well all the known. bases. Why Goemon is there? I have no idea. <laughs> I love Goemon is there to cut shit occasionally. I love that Goemon's there just to have a Japanese character. Like that's basically <laughs> his only job. Because you know, in Lupin, Lupin is like what fucking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they, they, no, hint, French. they hint that he might be part Japanese all the time. Um, Jigen's part Japanese. Jigen's yeah, he's pretty much half Japanese, half American. Yeah, but it, I think Goemon's job is basically just to be a to be a ridiculous samurai. stereotype samurai <laughs> yeah. guy. Like he is awesome. And he's not there all the time sword. either. They basically just call him in for like. No, you know, that's a that's a common thing in Lupin. Like it's it's ninety nine percent of the time it's going to be Lupin and, and Jigen, right? Yeah, like, always. Those are the two together. Yeah, the Zenigata is always going to show up, and then occasionally you'll get Fujiko, and then occasionally you'll get Goemon. I mean, this you get all of them because it's. I mean, you got to do it, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a big movie here. Um, but they're great characters, and it's just, it's it's well-written. Like, it's... It's great. The, the princess is endearing. Like, it's just... It's just classic. You dislike the people you, you should dislike. You like the people you like. There's no, there's no real gray area. I mean, yeah, Lupin's a thief, but he's not an asshole. He's like, very chivalrous. Yeah, he's not... And the stuff he steals is always ridiculous, like yeah, museum like, crap. I mean, it's like Sago, but it's yeah, like he's stealing from a casino. You're like, eh, do I really care? Like, you know, it's he's never, yeah, it's never like 
he's not stealing from the poor here. It's very Robin Hood, right? Yeah, exactly. Not that he's giving to the poor. Well, he does because when he finds that counterfeit, those counterfeit bills <laughs> yes, that no one else is going to catch but him, he just throws them out and gives them to people. Yeah. Um, if you're in the car behind him, yeah, the, it's vibrant. Like the color palette's good. It's just yep. It's got that Disney feel, which it should because it's you know Miyazaki proto Ghibli. Um, yeah, I would stick this in like anybody's just rotation of good animated movies, like you know, anime or otherwise. And you know, yeah, it's got some slightly adult stuff, but I mean, you could show this to pretty young kids and they ah, would enjoy barely. it. I mean, you got a you little know? bit of violence, but nothing crazy. No, like, yeah, it's you know, I don't, I don't know if I'd show it to like a five year old. Although yeah, I'm kind of broken, you're being a kid from the '80s. Like you know, yeah. you saw some stuff that you weren't allowed to, you shouldn't have been allowed to see. I saw Robocop. <laughs> exactly right. So, but I mean, you could like it's a, it's a movie you could show your like eight year old, you know, and it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's it's a great freaking movie. I mean, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's on that same tier as like something like Princess Bride, right? Like it's just, it's really good, man. Yeah, I would put it up that high. Like, I can't really say enough good stuff about it. No, it's it's excellent. And the dub, so this time we watched it subbed, um, but, you know, I've watched the, at least the 2000 or 2002 dub a bunch of times. It's a great dub. Yeah, it is. It's really good. It's like, you know, my American animated yeah. movie tier. You like, wouldn't think, good. you wouldn't think that Solid Snake as Lupin <laughs> right? would work, David work. Hayter, but it works, man. He does an excellent job. It's yeah, good. No, it's really good. It's good. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I obviously watch it it's freaking awesome um unless you really hate miyazaki like I, which well, very few people do so. i mean it's a perfect introduction to lupin the third in general like Definitely. don't watch hundreds of episodes of stuff watch this i mean you could also watch there's a new series coming out you could just watch episodes of that but it's completely standalone yeah so. yeah standalone just like pretty much all of them yep it's it's awesome i don't know i i I'm, nothing else to say. Nothing I else to say. I go on about it forever. Watch but it. There's an awesome 4K release out. It's definitely streaming somewhere. Worth, it's probably streaming somewhere. I would say just pick up the 4K. Like you, you're not going to regret having this in your collection. You're just not. And I can't even imagine anyone not liking this movie. If they don't, they probably don't have a soul. Yeah, I know one person, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, until next time. Well, that's all for today, everyone. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour. Please remember to like and subscribe, and may your entertainment be always, well, entertaining.